Hey guys, welcome back to Gilmi Talks. I just want to say thank you very much for tuning in, and today we have an amazing guest. The one and only Bill Chase is on the show. I've been trying to get this guy on the show for a long time, and just my schedule just, as you know, I live a crazy life, and the schedule didn't match up, and the same thing. But we're home because of, you know, reasons right, right now. So we did this over Facebook, and we just caught up it was a great great chat just talking wrestling with with bill and his his character work and his work in uh the ontario indie wrestling scene because you know what this guy is kind of the jack of all trades and it was just great to have 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 a chat you know what it was just fun this was a fun interview and i needed a fun podcast to do and you want to know why because Life out there is crazy. We're all wearing masks. We're all just trying to do our thing, and yeah, sometimes we just need 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 some uh, need some fun, and that's basically what this entire show shows you about. We do the Gilmy Talks Ten. We talk about about wrestling, life, you know, everything that's kind of kind kind of going on right now, and it's just fun. Here's the thing: I want you to check out a couple a couple things for me. Go check out BatsInTheBelfryArt.com. She's taking commissions right now, guys. And she is one of my favorite artists. Go check her stuff out. It's absolutely amazing. Whether you want Transformer stuff, comic stuff, uh, pictures of your family, your dog, anything you want. She can, she, she can do it up, and it's really, really well done. If you are in London, Ontario, go check out... Doing Fine Kitchens on the corner of Dundas and Adelaide. It's inside Dundas and Sons Brewing. They have amazing food there. Go check it out. It's one of my absolute favorite places in this in this city where to eat. Because right now I'm only doing a takeout and they do takeout. And last time I was there, had had the uh, sliders. Couldn't make it to the uh, international pie speak like a pirate day events but i'm hearing it went over very well the food was amazing go go check it out on their their instagram page guys if you have if you have any graphic design needs go check out solo designs on instagram because you know what that one is amazing he right now he's working on his his tattoo art, artwork if you want to see an artist develop a, a new skill go follow him on instagram because it's a very cool very cool page there and sorry about the voice voice again guys it's a little rough i know it's allergies are killing me this season I'm trying to do the best the best i can with what i got don't worry in a week or two my dulcet tone tones will be back i want you guys to enjoy the show and see you on the the uh, back half. Thanks to you guys. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again. And on the line here, via Hamilton, Ontario, my least favorite city in the entire province. But it has some, some of my fantastic people. Hey, some of my favorite people live there. I have many Ham- Ham- Hamilton stories that, A, involve a suicidal raccoon, uh, getting getting sideswiped out, out, out of nowhere by a... By a guy who shouldn't have been driving. Uh, he was like 80 years old. Um, I have many, many fond Hamilton stories. I just hate driving in that city. But I have the one and only Bill Chase on the line. How's it How's the day going, sir? I'm not bad so far. I have to say, pretty decent today. Ah, good. Oh, and um, 
First off, I want to apologize for telling you to go fuck yourself so many times over the uh, over, over 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 the years while you were playing a lovely uh, lovely <laughs> character. But <laughs> you and many others. <laughs> oh, I know. But the the main reason I wanted to get you on on the on on the show the show today, you you started a podcast which I'm actually really really digging called Diary of a Wrestling Fan. Let's st- kind of start there. Why do you why do you why do you start a start a start a pod? Well, the, my main reason was that I, like you said, there's so many podcasts out there right uh, right now as we were talking about before we started recording, and they all like some of them have different concepts. Some of them have you know their own hook, like even like yours as well, especially right. But I want to do something like far beyond, like you know, different, like far like on the other end of the spectrum. Like I find today a lot of fans, not and I'm not saying all fans. I don't want to categorize everybody, but there's a large group of fans out there that forgot what it's like to truly be a fan of wrestling. You know what I mean? It's like rather than I hate that guy because he's a heel, it's I hate that guy because he's overrated. You know what I mean? And that that sort of stuff kind of bothers me a bit. But I figured, you know what? There was a time where just being a fan was enough. And I feel like reminiscing about the stories of me having pay-per-view parties in my parents' rec room in their basement and attending shows in Toronto or here in Hamilton. You know what I mean? It's it's fun to look back on those times of people. And I I mentioned a lot of my friends. You know what I mean? It's, It's a whole different kind of community to kind of bring up. In terms of podcasting, so it's just it's just great to look back on those fun times because I hear guys in the locker room talking about this sort of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like even the boys they, they remember how to be fans, you know. And I, I think that's a good thing. I figure why not do a podcast about that? Oh, yeah, because I'll 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 be perfectly honest. I've I've always been a fan a fan first. You you've seen me at shows yelling, screaming. I boo the bad guys, cheer, cheer, cheer the the good guys, and then I tend to buy them, buy them all all a beer after. But um, it's just <laughs> it's just um, it's just fun being a fan. Like when I'm at a show, I totally just want to not be the podcast guy. I don't want to be dad. I don't want to be um, the sales guy. I just want to be the fan who's there to watch the show and just check out for like a few hours relax and we'll enjoy absolutely absolutely to me that's the first and foremost important thing and it's to, to me it's what shapes anybody's uh, love for wrestling as being a fan first and foremost and i think again that's why i like it when i said like before i like when i see those guys in the locker room still being fans that, that you know that i like seeing that sort of stuff i really do now I do gotta ask, how did you get involved in wrestling in the first uh, first place? Well, in terms of like, like uh, I'll start with my fandom, and then I'll go to how I got involved in Ontario Indie. Um, with my fandom, uh, my dad used to watch a lot of wrestling. So did uh, a lot of my cousins growing up. I was about maybe four years old when I started watching. Um, I remember the first memory I have was when Strike Force beat the Hart Foundation for the Tag Team Championships back on Superstars in the fall of 87 and I really got obsessed with it in about the early 90s about 91 or so when I was about 8 years old and it's when I really lost lost my head when uh, the, the Cobra bit Macho Man in the arm when Jake Roberts unleashed the, uh, the Cobra I hated I despised Jake Roberts for so long after that 
And but in terms of Ontario Indie, it kind of happened by accident because since the 90s, I've been going to shows here and there. But like it wasn't until 2011 or so I started going to shows consistently. Like Alpha One was uh, attaining success here in Hamilton, and I went to one of their shows. It was in I was going to be doing an episode about this on my podcast. It was in 2011, uh, February. And the main event was uh, the Night Train, just insane, great talent, uh, taking on the man we know, uh, the current uh, AEW uh, TNT champion, uh, Brody Lee. And they had unbelievable chemistry. Man, could those two have an exciting match. You, you see, one of those things you look on paper, you think it might be a clash of styles, but it's when I learned that night, because I didn't know, I knew about Justin, and I'd seen some matches from Brody online. But... It wasn't until I saw them actually together. I'm like, holy crap. Look at these two go. And then, there, of course, there's even also then there was Ethan Page against Rhino, which was a really good match. So I was hooked. Like, uh, I wanted to be more involved with the uh, scene, just being a fan. They're just going to shows. And when they moved to the Germania Club uh, that same year, I started, um, thanks to a fellow by the name of uh, Justin Graves, who people know here in Hamilton uh, quite a bit. Um, just asked you to help out after a show. So he's like, hey, can you help, uh, you know, put the chairs in the back? And I said, sure, why not? And I started doing that and just little things I'm helping out with here and there. And it just kind of evolved, you know what I mean? I got more, I, I mean, having conversations with Tommy Dreamer while tearing down the show. One of my best memories, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's how I really got high. And I, that, around that time is when I had that conversation with Dreamer. I said, I think I want to get more involved with this. So that's pretty much how that all started. And Dreamer's one of those guys when I have met him once or I think I've I've met him twice. He's one of the most genuine people I have truly met. And Mm -hmm. you you know when someone's actually listening to you or just trying to get done with you? Yes. (laughs) Tommy is one of those guys who actually... He actually listens and actually cares about what you're uh, saying because, okay, I am a fan first. I've said it many times, and seeing Tommy Dreamer, I, I that's just freaking cool, man. I've I've been watching that guy forever, and I I saw him uh, wrestle at uh, Fanshawe College at a Smash show in London, and and it just was. I found out later the reason he was there was to check out the talent for for his show House 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 of Hardcore and wanted to see the London crowd and see what they're like and we never got that House of uh, Hardcore show because I think he went to the wrong Smash show because the Fanshawe shows is more of a uh, it's a college show and the, where if he would have went went to London Music Hall where the rabid yeah. wrestling fans are and it's an amazing venue for wrestling and people are like it's packed to the rafters every single time they sell it out and it's just a great environment and talking actually i just came up with this but talking as a fan do you think the venue helps a wrestling show are there certain venues that you've been to that are just like this is perfect for a wrestling show versus some other ones are just like this is okay <laughs> well, you know what? I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, the Germania Club, as I just mentioned, is probably the best venue I've ever uh, been involved in at, at, any, at any rate because 
just the atmosphere of it all, the space, uh, the way the noise and the production levels are constantly used in that building. Everything about it is perfect. And the wrestlers love it. The fans love it. So really, it's good for people all around. And it's just a beautiful looking place. That's another thing, too. It looks good. It's old fashioned, but you know what? It still has that nice look. And even the light, again, it's as far as down to the lighting. The lighting there is good. And to me, that is a wrestling venue. And it has a history of wrestling because apparently they taped some of the old funny um, shows back in the um, 70s, early 80s, uh, where like guys like Ricky Steamboat and Jimmy Snuka, uh, there's even pictures of them online that have surfaced of them wrestling at the Jimmy Media Club when they uh, came up to do their shots because the, the Tunnies had that partnership with the Crockett's uh, back in the, back then. So, again, those, when those kind of names are coming to that building, that's history right there. You know what I mean? These are, I think Steamboat, Steamboat's probably one of the biggest baby faces ever. Um, to this day. I would definitely put him in the conversation or top five, always. For sure, for sure. And so, when I'm building rich in history, so I like that sort of thing too, a building that's rich in wrestling history, and like, then there's buildings. <laughs> like, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you some of the worst buildings I've ever been in. Cool. One is, is the, uh, not the, okay, so the building itself wasn't bad. It just wasn't good for wrestling. And that was where, um, when I was helping book for Courage Pro Wrestling, this little light infantry hall here in Hamilton. Again, good venue for banquets and stuff like that. It's a beautiful place, but just way too slow for wrestling. And that's why I kept telling the guys we had to get out of there. And thankfully they did, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how many, in Hamilton now, how many active, uh, well, we are still at the end of quarantine times. Not all shows are running yet in on Ontario. On on but how how many promotions are, are actually in Hamilton right now Com- compared to <laughs> London with, uh, right now we only have Smash. Really? Well, okay, so now I'm thinking right now, uh, let's see, one, two, Alpha One, NSW, uh, HPW, and there's another one too. So there's about four right now in Hamilton. Um, I think with HPW, though, is a whole different kind of ball game because, oh, there's Courage, yeah, so they may be five, yeah, geez. So, <laughs> but that's the thing with, um, what's it called, with, um, with HBW, it's the students. You know what I mean? It's a whole different kind of audience. It's all the students kind of, you know, oh, yeah. owning their craft. And, and, on, kinda, you know, and, and on Gilme Talks, we love the HPW guys here. I, I'll bring most of those guys on on the on, on the show because they're all fun to talk to, whether it's Arrow, Forte. Um, yes. I'm going to get weighed on. It's just our schedules have not been matching up. And... <laughs> And just like, and some of the other guys too, like, uh, gonna get rip, uh, rip one day, but once again, scheduling. It's, uh, exactly. And all those guys are great. Those guys are pretty much my brothers. You know what I mean? Rip oh, Impact yeah. is one of my biggest supporters from day one. Uh, ever since I just started reannouncing, he's always been such a great uh, help. And also, I, I, I train with him and, those guys are like, a lot of those guys are my brothers, man. You know what I mean? They, those guys, I love those guys to bits. I can't say enough good things about BW. And you brought up training. Uh, when did you start training? Because a lot of people, because you're not a quote-unquote wrestler, but you're a wrestling personality. How long did you actually start uh, training? Well, it wasn't 
long after the academy opened, actually, that I started uh, training with them. The reason being is that, well, you know, when you have uh, when you have the likes of people like Warhead kicking your ass, uh, <laughs> you need to be prepared. <laughs> so that's uh, why so I figured, hey, you know, learn how to do certain things. And uh, I was there for a better part of a year. I just learned that put myself in that role yep. and whatnot. And it was a great experience. So I got to know a lot of those guys. It was a great experience. Oh, yeah. And get, getting back to uh, uh, Warhead, uh, great guy, love him, friend of friend of the of the show. How how did it feel to have people walking around with your face on the shirt that says "fuck Bill Chase"? <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, is that you know I've always and you know, like, like a lot of people in wrestling, you know, you, you love you love looking at the heels and what they do, and. It's like I, the goal was to kind of mix certain elements of different, you know, heels that could garner just heat. Just plain, pure old fashioned heat. Like, thinking of like uh, Don Callis when he plays Cyrus the Virus in ECW. Thinking of Stevie Richards with, uh, with Stephen Richards with White to Censor. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's. Yeah, those are the type of guys that people want to pretty much lynch. You know what I mean? And. That was the kind of heat that I felt, I think, Ontario Indy could have used at that point as well with the manager role. I mean, you got wrestlers uh, that can really garner that uh, kind of heat still to this day even. But there weren't many managers around, actually, when I was uh, starting to do that. Uh, but, I, but I learned from guys too, like St. Stephen, who, again, fantastic heel. He, he still gets great heat to this day. Mr. Mello, you know, those guys were just fantastic heels. On the Ontario NDC, I learned from them too. But it's like, even Warhead said to me that there hasn't been an authority figure, Adam Hayes. Again, there's, it, he, he was just amazing in his salvation. And those are the type of guys I wanted to kind of emulate as well, but also be me. You know what I mean? And I also felt that since, because again, Mellow hasn't been around for a while, St. Stephen. Only like really working like one or two promotions and um, you know stuff like that, right? And Hayes was around with Salvation had just ended, so Warhead was kind of craving that kind of heel again. And he said, "It's, it's been a long time since there's been a mouthpiece like that since I felt the Salvation angle ended, and that's what we wanted." So it was again, it was just a lot of fun to do. Oh yeah, because um, I personally loved seeing how invested people were getting getting into the the storylines at 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 that time you were getting legit heat by uh the people and they were genuinely disliking you well uh yeah and it's just too you're right though it's it's (laughs) i was getting death threats in my inbox uh actually my dms Uh, i was actually getting death threats during that whole uh run and I was just thinking, now I know how, um, like, guys like uh, Bill Dundee felt in Memphis, or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> these guys are, like, you know, they're Jim Cornette and, you know, in Mid-South or whatever, just these guys getting to see where, do you think you're going to make the building, out of the building alive? The, the night where I, sh- where I shut Death Proof down, uh, I hid in the back room till everyone was gone. Literally, oh, yeah. I waited until every fan was gone. And I think it was uh, Tyler Hill, who was one of my cronies. <laughs> he had to come in and tell me that it was, uh, it was safe to come out. So. 
<laughs> because uh, I was there that night. You were not a popular figure. And um, some of those fans were genuinely, like, I was watching the crowd and I'm like, okay, these guys are going to lynch him very soon. Um, <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, should I stay here? Because uh, I got to drive about three hours home, so. Yeah. Yeah. And and, 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 and so the my goal was to I wanted like you know there was a couple people that <laughs> there was like one or, you know one or two rebellious fans that will cheer me or whatever but I wanted to be the guy that nobody cheers you know what I mean that absolutely nobody likes because like even on the uh, in, on the indie circuit you notice like even the heels have their fans mm-hmm. and that's just how the fans you know that's and there's nothing wrong with it it's just how the fans are these days and you know but guys like you know to me MJF. You know, again, he's a prime example of someone who just wants people not to like him at all. He doesn't want to have any redeemable qualities. And that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be, I had no, zero redeemable qualities. Even the heels on the Ontario indie scene, or any indie scene, are great wrestlers. And I think that's what gets them over with uh, fans, and gets them to cheer them because of their skill in the ring. So I didn't want to be that guy. I mean, I'm not a wrestler, so I have no skill in the ring. So there you go. <laughs> just, um... I miss, I kind of miss seeing the that environment in on Ontario, Ontario indie. I still love going to shows and I still love going to to everything, but there's nothing um, you can't really describe to somebody what a death proof show is like when you're not you there. really can't no yeah. it's, it's a whole other experience and that's why I was so happy to be a part of it because it, I knew if any promotion was going to make this uh, whole um, whole thing great as it, as it ended up being it was death proof because I, I like the term visionary has tossed around a lot I, I would honestly say Warhead is definitely uh, a visionary in many different ways and he thinks differently than a lot of promoters do Oh, he, yeah, he does. He just thinks differently than most people do. To be, he does, and he makes it work. That's the that's the beauty of it. He makes it work. Oh yeah, and he, he has asses and seats at his shows. Yep. Now, you mentioned commentary. You mentioned announcing. You're pretty much a jack of all trades. Um, which one do you act, actually? What do you prefer doing at uh, at uh, the shows? Oh, wow, that's actually a good question. Um. Hard to say. I mean, I, I I still love ring announcing to this day, and again, that's where it was like the first major gig I really was able to do. But the thing is, too, is I was doing commentary more often lately. That's become sort of like my favorite uh, favorite thing to do in terms of the on on camera uh, aspect of things because it's been incredible. I mean, and I also doing like the old fashioned style uh, backstage interviews. Like Gene Okerlund used to do back in the day for like the plug the house shows and whatnot. And what I like about that is it, it, gives, it gives me a chance to get to know the personalities as well that I'm trying to put over. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, me and Gene's job was you know, I got to make these guys, you know, look like they're something, you know, they, they mean something. But I swear I could never keep a straight face almost like almost every time interviewing Cody Diener. <laughs> At MCW of Brantford, I did a lot of backstage uh, interviews uh, pre-taped, and Diener, I don't know, I always try to, like, bite my lip, like, <laughs> like, it was, 
His his love for the business is infectious. It truly is. Just yeah. being being around that guy, and I will never say a negative word about that guy because he main evented the charity show I did. And, oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. No, uh, Ethan's fight. It was um, yeah. It was a little while yeah. ago. Didn't get to do a part two this summer because reasons. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, don't mention that to my lovely wife that I'm planning on another one. She'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the most helpful, the most, like, any advice I needed, he would, he, yeah, he helped, he, we were emailing back and forth. He was giving me tips and just because I've never done this before and I didn't know, I just decided I was going to do it one day and he gave me a really good price for, for himself and helped me out with, uh, okay, talk, try talking to this guy, try talking to that guy. Um, when you talk to this guy, say I'm, I'm, I'm on the card and, so basically, he gave the him and and Carter gave the show le- legitimacy, and then we could work th- our way down. Because once two big names who for wrestling for the first time ever, which I was so surprised at. Same here, actually. Yeah, that's a little surprising. Yeah, it just like I just messaged him, and he said, "Hey, uh, have you ever wrestled uh, th- this guy? No, never. Can I?" Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> there you go. And, and, and this yeah. thing, I like it when they request matches. I really do because it just mm-hmm. goes to show you that they really want to, you know, just continue being the attraction that they already are, and it shows how passionate they really are. If they want to, and it's, you know, it's no, no bigger compliment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if you're a wrestler, probably, and because I've heard this from wrestlers before, there's no bigger compliment uh, when someone wants, like, asks to uh, work with you. And because there's been guys who've been honored to have, say, a Josh Alexander or, you know, a Tarek work with them. You know, yeah. You know, that's an honor to even be considered to get in the ring with them. And, and it's weird because you mentioned that they never crossed paths in a match. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I think like, you, you, I think like Rip Impact and Ethan Page, who both are like, you know, some of the biggest stars come out of Hamilton, like in the last decade. And they've only. I think they've only had like a, a couple matches. I don't think they've had very many against each other. Like they, they have like faced each other, but not not very often. No, it's one of those things that just if you're going to see it, it's you're going to remember every moment of that match because it's one of those things that those two guys would make you like Rip Impact and Ethan Page draw people in. That's the kind of wrestler they are. If you're not a fan, they will draw you in, and it's they would tell a fantastic story, which exactly, yeah. And they're, they're they're two master storytellers too. So that's I, I totally believe it because again, Rip, I love what Rip's doing now. He's uh, getting the young the young generation ready for uh, to be the next crop. Oh yeah, of big names here in Ontario, and uh, Ethan, he's doing fantastic right now. Uh, being on impact, uh, having probably the greatest tag team title reign in their history. So, yep. uh, good for him. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. September is Carrie Mel Formation Awareness Month. 
and we've teamed up with Stevens Ross and Journey to present this great t-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for carrying out formation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. However, I'm going to do something better. For the month of September, you get your t-shirt during this month. I'll reduce it by $5, so you get the shirt for $25 or the poster for $10. Contact me through the Scumbags Wrestling Facebook page or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get an amazing t-shirt and help a great cause at the same time. And speaking of uh, tag teams, Airstrike, I can see those guys doing big things. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, um, those two, and I, I, knowing them personally as well as professionally, you know, the passion they have is something that I really admire. You know what I mean? Mike and Tyler, they both really are just so determined to get better with every passing match, with every training session, they're still training. Oh yeah. You know, they have, they have not, you know, they mean, look, look at them. I mean, these guys have faced, again, we mentioned Josh Alexander, Ethan Page, they, they face them in matches at Curtis Pro Wrestling. And, but it's not like, you know, well, hey, we faced uh, Josh Alexander, Ethan Page, you know, we don't need to train anymore. <laughs> but, no, they're still, they're still there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're still always trying to better themselves, always trying to learn. And they want to be the best, but they're only doing it because they're determined to, to continue learning and they want to learn from the veterans. They want to learn from those guys that have been around a long time. Oh, yeah. And uh, to me, that's the best attitude to have. And the, the, the attitude just great. Oh yeah. And well, since we're, we are talking about new guys, who, who, who are you a fan of, of the new guys coming up now? Well, besides uh, those two, uh, cause they would definitely be right at the top. Uh, I have to go with the, the Wanderer himself, um, Wade, Wade Allen, man. He is, again, you talk about guys with passion for wrestling. The, he, you, you look up the dictionary, his picture's right there. You know what I mean? He's just very determined to, you know, get himself out there. But at the same time, he's also very helpful. He, you know, he asks him to do something for setup or teardown. He's there. Uh, he's been going to shows I, for years now. And you know what I mean? Like, and he's always held in any way needed. Even before he started his training, he was always helping out any way he could. And that was what I admired about him. And he's like, again, he's getting really good in the ring too, to boot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, he's just a fantastic talent. Uh, again, I, I got to say Empire as well. Um, Matt Grant, uh, JT Kirk, and those guys, um, Again, I've known, I've known those two since they started their podcast years ago, the Weekly Wrestling Podcast. I've been a part of it. Yeah. Like an official uh, member of that group. And Matt, Matt, in my opinion, is a really good heel. Actually, he's another guy who's a really good heel. Oh, yeah. Uh, that he's, he, it's easy to get him hated by a whole crowd as well. Uh, he's one of those ones that is trying not to have any redeemable qualities either. <laughs> and he's, does, he does a pretty good job, let me tell you. And uh, no, they've, they've done really well. I, I could go on forever, but again, Evan Greenaway, uh, Travis Moore... You know, these guys are the future, and I'm glad they're getting the spotlight they're getting even now. So. Oh, yeah, because the Hamilton wrestling crew is the guys who are, I find those guys are the guys who are willing to travel. Those are the guys that you're going to see all over the province, 
because yeah. they're not just going to get quote unquote stuck in the Hamilton bubble because, yeah. and I got a soft spot for the Hamilton guys because most of the guys you mentioned, except for, for Empire, because we're on Ethan's fight and the Empire guys wanted to be there, but uh, they had a personal thing where they yes, couldn't, yeah. yeah, they, all those guys, uh, I just asked them and they came down. They tore down, set up. Some of the Hamilton guys were there before at the building before I showed up. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Rip, Rip instills that in these guys. That's the thing. He instills that sort of thing. You know, you you have to be there. You have to be setting up the ring. You have to be helping out. And he mm-hmm. always instilled that in us and me. And we know what? It's, it's so way to be. It's so how you, uh, you really get in there. And another, another guy I got to give a shout out to. I got to give a shout out to two more. Clay Wilson. Clay Wilson is an unbelievable performer. Man, can that guy really get a crowd riled up? And uh, he, he is just fantastic. And, uh, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, great baby face, EMD. Uh, I'm glad he's having the success he's having in Alpha 1 and whatnot. You know, he's just playing the good old Canadian boy, and people love it. Oh, yeah. Why not? I mean, people are proud to be Canadian, and he kind of portrays that pride, the Canadian pride. And you can see that character working, say say if he gets booked in Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit. That Canadian character can definitely work all over. Whether it... Shows like the Trailer Park Boys, Letterkenny, and even Corner Gas, they do have a small cult following in the States, especially in those areas, actually. Yep. So it'd be good for him. You know what I mean? It'd be really good for him. Oh, yeah. I Well, I think so. But once again, that's just me. <laughs> Yeah, and another guy who I'm surprised, just one guy who I'm surprised has never had a been. He's not a he's a veteran on the scene, but Psycho Mike. Why is that guy not signed somewhere? It boggles my mind that he's not signed. I here is a guy. This is why I love Mike. The guy can get anything over. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, uh, uh, we did a, we, we, we at PWO did a joint show with Smash uh, last summer. He managed to get a body slam attempt over. Like it was like the, one of the biggest reactions of the night, and just the way he went about it, teasing the body slam, saying I'm gonna do it, you know, like just stuff like that. And the whole wrestling, like he was one of the first guys I saw do that. Like the whole wrestling, yeah. Yep. And again, he's on YouTube fighting a literal rock. You know what I yes. mean? And again, people love it though because this, this is what Mike can do. He can get anything over. Oh yeah, and, and I think that's the mark of a great talent. And once again, guys, he's talking about Backyard Pro. Go check that out on YouTube. <laughs> Vertigo was uh, he and Vertigo was a fantastic guest on on the uh, on the on the uh, show. Go check that out because it is funny. Even my wife watched and she's like, what the hell? She kind of walked in halfway and they were, where they were in the pool beating each other with pool noodles. And she's just like, why are you laughing so hard at this? So I had to rewind, show her, show her again. And she's like, I don't understand why you're finding this funny. And I'm just busting a gut laughing, watching it the second time. We're just waiting for the spots to gum up again. And, uh yeah, Hacker's, Hacker's character there really, really was killing me. Oh, yeah. That was, and her just saying, as Cornelius. <laughs> 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 yeah, I 
Yeah, the um, oh man, that is. I'm so hoping there's a season three, but I think he needs 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 a little break for because the coordinating that guy did with the amount of people and yeah. it was. I'm surprised it actually happened, but it was all gold. Absolutely love it. Well, let's think with, with the, the cinematic wrestling deal these days. It's I filmed a couple cinematic. Um, well, like I was there for HWE for some of their uh, filming. So. Oh yeah. It's not easy, you know. It's, it's time consuming as well, and it's fun. I'm sure they had a lot of fun with it. I can tell they did, but it's also very time consuming. Mm-hmm. Because. And, Ever since, I, ever since back here pro aired, I look under my, my bed and make sure Jody Threat's not there. Uh, <laughs> that was terrifying. Show me the underworld or something. <laughs> Just, she was terrifying in that in that uh, show. She really was. I was legit. Yep. Again, I, I, I've known Jody for a while now, and it's, I, I'm still terrified. I don't know. When I see her again, I might be a little cautious to shake her hand. I don't know. <laughs> but also, that gives her another... Another character to break out on uh, on uh, shows. Say if she got, it really say if she uh-huh. gets hit hit with a let's say a title belt, chair, a bell, something, just on the uh, on on the noggin, and then the crazy character comes out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, that's we are wrestling fans. If that's a normal thing <laughs> to talk about, <laughs> but <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I I absolutely love that show, and it yeah. it was just fun. Yeah, it's uh. good for them trying to bring some entertainment during these times where we're not getting a lot of it. Right? Oh yeah, he's been pretty much well shut down all over North America. Yeah. So how is even England? Yeah. Yeah. What's I gotta ask? What's your opinion on um the no fan wrestling? Per personally, it's I been, I. Been, I trying like they're, they're, they're yeah. trying you know what i mean it's it's to me i, I admire that the, the fact that they're still trying to bring some entertainment to fans say via the web mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that and i don't mind even WWE and the mainstream promotions trying their thing as well i feel that it's an ambitious effort sometimes it, it's like billy bob thornton and bad santa you know they're not all gonna be winners kid <laughs> I mean, some stuff's going to be yeah. better than others. Some stuff's not going to be good at all, but at least they're fine. Oh, yeah. Just like, but do you think they would still be doing it if they didn't have live TV contracts to put out content weekly? That's oh, probably kinda, not. Yeah, that's, <laughs> honestly, not that's what I'm thinking. I, I think it's, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and they got to do something. Well, well, that's where the money comes in, too, right? Uh, from, what I've been, you know, from what I've researched in the past... That's of the advertising and the network TV contracts. That's where the money is. You know what I mean? You, you think you see you see the numbers that Vince McMahon was given. The the I'm thinking back to 2000 when they switched from USA to the TNN later known as Spike. The money that they were giving him was unbelievable. I remember Heyman going off about it in a shoot promo on an ECW episode. And it was an unbelievable amount. And again, so this just goes to show you that's where a lot of the money is coming from for these promotions. Oh, yeah. And A-E-D-E, I can never say it. 
A E W. The hard consonants, yeah, yeah. I can't. Um, but I'm loving their product, but I can't, I just can't get in into it without the uh, crowd. Whether the only one I can really watch is Impact right now. And that's because, yeah. that's because Impact, I think, has the best women's division on TV by far. That's my. Too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just. And, well, Diener's on there, so I'm always watching him. Um, <laughs> yeah, him, Jake something, like Fulton, and just the crew that they have right now, I think is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Oh, It is, it is. You know what, I, was, I watched a Slammiversary, and you know what? <laughs> they, they can still put on a great show. They're such good story and I'm a sucker for storytelling you know what I mean I'm a sucker for it whether it's in a match or just building up a match I'm a sucker for it oh yeah and the stuff they're doing with Eric Young right now mm-hmm. is incredible because to me he's I, again when you think of Impact he's one of those guys you think of even like from back in the day and the fact that they they struggled the iron was fine you know, mm-hmm. they, they put the title on him he had a you know, like, it's weird because you know there's no fans in the uh, the arena He's still, to me, it just seems like he saw his heat online, you know what I mean, for what he's what he did to Rich Swan. Yep. You know, all those things he's been doing lately. And I, as a fan, again, just as a fan, I'm hoping Rich Swan just comes back and beats the piss out of him. Oh, yeah. You know, he takes that title. And you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I don't know what it is, but he looks so good right now. Going from WWE to Impact, just even the clean-shaven, bald, the bald head, and he just, I think he, he's probably the best looking he has in the past decade right now. Like, just. Yeah, yeah and it, it bugs me, though, because some fans are like, oh, well, he was a guy who was afraid of his pyro, like, a decade ago. I'm like, yes, well, characters evolve. Like, like what does that mean? Fans are trying to say, oh, I should take this guy seriously. Remember him 10 years ago? But, like, yeah, but again, he's changed since. Right? Characters like, in wrestling evolve. That's just how it is. And, and he's evolved into this, you know, maniac, pretty much. Yeah. And. Like how perfect perfect example of characters changing, evolving. Big show. How many times yes. did how many times did he flip from face to heel and back and forth over 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 the years? Whether it was a good call or not, I'm just saying that That's guy right. he played it to the nines every single time when he went out. No matter what it was. And I, I feel because it's become a running punchline and a joke. About his uh, constant turns, which mm-hmm. is true. Oh, yeah. I and mean, even his first year, I think he had like four or five. But I do that was the Russo era. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can understand that. But at the same time, though, he gets a little too much flack. But at the same time, he's done it well on both sides of the fence, whether face or heel. So he's had support. He's had people booing. So yeah. really, it's, he's doing his job. Like, he really can't yeah. fault him there. And he's He's got some good. He's got some good stuff too. You know what I mean? I, I feel like he gets a little overlooked for and some of the things that uh, he did. Honestly, I think people forget how just how big of a man he is too, because you see him every single week, right? He's like <laughs> you kind of get used to seeing him. That's why they moved Andre around so often in the territory days, so you didn't get used to seeing Andre the Andre the Giant. He was a he was a specialty big man back way back in the 70s 80s that just exactly and, and, and that's just it too like with, with Big Show like, I've seen him live many times uh, over the years 
but it wasn't until I was front row at a house show here in Hamilton in 2003. It was the main event was uh, Show, uh, Brock, and uh, Angle, the triple threat, the title, and Angle was the champ at the time. It wasn't until Big Show walked past me as I'm sitting in the front row, and I looked at my cousin, I was with my cousin at the show, I'm like, oh my god, TV does not do that man justice. Sitting far back in the lower bowl doesn't do that man justice. No, you've got to be right there to truly see how big this man is. Oh, yeah. Um, my son actually got a, uh, uh, he got a high five from him or because he's a six year old kid doing doing one of these. Big yeah. show high, high, high five him. I just see my little son's hand in this monstrous mitt of a man like like just yeah. not even my hands together feel like the the size of that dude it would just oh god oh man so good so good yep uh, oh and uh, another one i've been meaning to ask why are you such a big bret hart fan to me bret hart is a guy that could draw you in you know what i mean the way he exuded that his intensity in that ring the way you sympathize with him. He's taking a beating. And just the fact that, you know, his people... Okay, so people criticize his promos quite a bit, which I understand in hindsight. But at the same time, though, they felt at least very real. And there were times where he really would come out and shine on the microphone. People say he didn't get good till 97 when he uh, started the whole Bart Foundation that deal. But when there was... To me, when there was a personal issue, Brett was dynamite on the mic. Lawler, like the promos he cut on Lawler were really good. The promos he cut on Owen during their feud were like zero personal issues. You know what I mean? That you know, I went beyond, not beyond, but just say though they use stuff in real life, like the family, like Lawler mocking Stu and Helen, like right in the crowd. He's like chirping them right in the crowd there with the microphone. That was one of the best heel segments I've ever seen. (laughs) Where Stu and Helen are at the watching Raw and watching Brett fight while Brett's fighting Lawler, just like bugging them on the microphone. Great stuff. Um, again, that was something Owen very emotionally re- deep rooted because again, it's brother versus brother. It hadn't really, really been done in WWF, especially. It hadn't really been done on a big scale. And from what Bruce Richard tells, Vince was not overly keen on it at first. So no. they, those two can make it work. I mean, look at look at how great like, great they are. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the line? Oh, uh, brothers don't fight. I got a brother. Yeah. But no, it's true. And that was the thing with Brett. He had a way of drawing me in. You know what I mean? And I always thought he was just a a good wrestler, too, from bell to bell. Again, I mean, I was not what you call, even back then, I wasn't like what you call us, what they call smart fan today. You know what I mean? But I even knew then Brett was a good wrestler. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He presented himself that way. So. That match with Steve Austin. Oh, the yeah. The story. Oh, my yep. goodness. That's like, to me, that's my favorite match of all time. It, it's just the way they built it up, even. The, yeah. the, 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 the changing of the guard. You know, the changing of society. You know, the good guy being booed, the, the bad guy being cheered, because that's the way people looked at things these days in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And it was so, the... Yeah. Back then, it was the first real change in wrestling like the new generation was kind of getting tapered out and then the attitude era was coming in and just yeah. i think that match probably was the big switch 
right there for him. It, it, it really was because it, it's, it's I, well, I, I always make this comparison too. It was that I remember back in '94 when Bob Backlund, you know, the the, the white meat baby face who did so well back in the late '70s, early '80s. You know, he became that ex crazy bitter. Hey, that was almost what it was. What Easter was because Austin and everything he stood for. You know, hey, this company has lost its way. These wrestlers have these fans of American. It was almost similar, and it was kind of strange how that kind of came around. Oh yeah, and Backlund is. I love going back and watching watching old Backlund stuff when when he was a champ. Oh, he's great. Because I think he was. Actually, I, I'm in the middle of listening to the Something Wrestle Bob 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 Backlund episode. I just listened to it last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the audio quality on there, that one's garbage. But what they talk about. Yeah, he doesn't have internet or cable, so he's on his phone. What can he do? Exactly. But it was it was a really good episode, and I'm I'd say I'm about halfway through, and just. Bob Backlund's kind of that forgotten champion almost. Like everyone still to this day talks about Bruno and superstar Billy Graham, but he held the title for almost six years. It's true, and I think it's because people criticize uh, Backlund because he was only a draw in certain markets, even in the territory days uh, with the Northeast there. But really, you see those crowds at the Garden, and you see the way that they loved him. You know what I mean? So clearly he has success. Uh, I don't think they would have kept the, the title on him so long if there weren't asses and seats. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's, that's how it worked back then. That's supposed to a mindset. You know, if you're not drawing a champion, then, well, we're going to take that title off of you. You yeah. know what I mean? And that was any territory. Like, it's, the houses are down and whatnot. That was a territory mindset. Well, you're not working as champion. Oh, yeah. So we're going to take the title off of you. And I think back when, at that point, back when, yes, when they took the title off, and finally, I think Snuka had become more uh, their guy, like the, the guy, their guy at the Garden, their guy um, the Northeast. So I think it was good timing. I think personally, like if I'm looking back in hindsight, it, it was time for a change, and that change obviously is okay. So oh yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's and uh, I think Hogan did uh, okay. Okay for himself okay as himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> since there's still talks of him coming back now for a match with is insane, insane to me. The dude's had like nine back surgeries. I think if he does another another leg leg drop, he'll just kind of collapse un 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 to himself. But well, I even think on the Steve Austin podcast, I can't remember. Hogan was on one of their podcasts, and he was saying how it pretty much takes him like an hour almost to get out of bed. Oh yeah. So like, I mean, he's sixty-seven. He just turned sixty-seven this past August. So I don't know. You know, look at Flair now too, and Flair's in rough shape, but Flair can still be Flair. You know what I mean? It's oh, a yeah. funny thing, but I don't know if I want to see him wrestle though. No, no. You see him do the woo, walk in, chop somebody, walk out. That's it. You do a, little, a little strut, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all you do right now. Even though I think as Ric Flair ages, he's looking more and more like Burgess Meredith every single <laughs> every single year. Are we talking Burgess Meredith in the Rocky goes or Burgess Meredith on the Grumpy Old Men movies? 
Yes. <laughs> uh, he was still looking pretty rough and uh, rocky, rocky way back when. But and then the grumpy old, then the grumpy old uh, men movies are some of my absolute favorite. Favorite film. He's so underrated in that. He he does not get enough recognition for his roles in those movies. No, because he's the uh, like the horrible, horrible old man who you just love for some reason. He's a dirty. He was a dirty old man. Yeah, he was was a dirty old man. But at least he was a dirty old man going after women his age. So you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's just like, and I saw those movies in theater. That's. I'm kind of dating dating myself a little bit here, but me and oh yeah, no, me and my me and my brother went because and the only reason I remember this, we tried to get into a PG thirteen movie. I think it was Mortal Kombat at the time. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that, or, that time yeah, we tried to get into the PG thirteen movie and they would not let us in, but <laughs> they would let us into Grumpy Old 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 Men, which I think we made the right choice. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, nothing against the Mortal Kombat films, but you know, it's true though. Grumpy old men, like, I, my mom told me to see the first one when I was 10, and the second mm-hmm. one when I was 12, so. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah, those are great movies. I, I always liked, because uh, growing up, even I liked the classic actors. Mm-hmm. So my, my mom was in all the classics. And Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau are just two phenomenal uh, comedic performers. They're just great actors as a whole. Like, it wasn't just comedy, like, they could do anything. Oh yeah, no, they were great. Loved them. Yeah. I think we were very lucky at that at that time because old old stars were still getting work. Where now it's like, yes. especially for female actors now, unless you're a huge name, you pretty much you're yeah. done at like thirty five, forty now, which is yeah. terrible. Yeah, but, yeah that's what they yeah. Hollywood tells them now you're old. Yep. Okay, now you're doing mom roles. I'm like. Like what was it? Uh, the Spider-Man movies when uh, I can't remember her name. She played Aunt Emma in the latest ones. Mira. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Escaping me too. <laughs> Mira Savino, something like that. Oh she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She was like this sexy girl in movies for years, and then she's playing someone's aunt. I'm like, it yeah, didn't. She still looks pretty good too. I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, and she like. Yeah, and Tony Stark's hitting on her in 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 front of the kid, and it's like, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I, I, uh, I love Mira you know, in uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion with Lisa Kudrow from Friends. Oh yeah, I like that. That's a funny movie, and Mira Sorvino was a smoke show in that. Yep, and never been a Lisa Kudrow fan. I don't know why though. Eh, fair enough. She's pretty typecast, I guess. But oh yeah, I don't know. she's all right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm also one of the few people who, I'm not a huge fan of Friends. I just, not really, really my thing. But apparently, well, I'm very, I, very wrong. <laughs> I like Friends a lot, but I can, I can agree that Ross is the worst. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> and I don't think he's done much since. But who knows? He's done okay for himself. Yeah, he's more behind the scenes than anything. And also, he has friend. As David Arquette said, I got friendship, friendship, and money. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And before we we kind of wrap this up and do the Gilme Talks uh, 10, where can people find you on on the interwebs or social medias? Because everyone has like 17,000 things now. <laughs> well, uh, you can find me uh, both on Instagram and Twitter, uh, BillChase33. 
Uh, you can find me just on Facebook, Bill Chase. Um, I also urge people to follow uh, Pro Wrestling Ontario uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well, and give us a like on Facebook. We're on those platforms. We're also on YouTube. Uh, give us a subscribe on YouTube. We've got some great content there. we got uh, matches. we got complete shows. Both player Cup tournaments are up there. we got the uh, Backstage Shenanigans of Foundation. Uh, very, very fun show. So check us out, Pro Wrestling Ontario. Oh, yeah. And guys, Pro Wrestling Ontario, because we didn't really talk about, about PWO that much, but I guess I got to get you back on it at some, some, some point now. Part two. Part two, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so much to talk about, yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. Because I was on, I was on Caleb, uh, Caleb Johnson's podcast uh, a few months ago, and even after we stopped recording, we were still talking for another two hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just going to show you, yeah. Yep, it's one of those things where uh, like-minded people can talk for hours about the things they love, right? Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, let's All get right. these. Let let's uh, get these uh, going. And yeah. if you and if you are listening and you want to send in another question for the Gomi Talks Ten guys, just DM me on anything. Or it's all good. All right. Yeah, because all right, first one, um, actor or model. Which one would you pre pre prefer pre prefer to be? Actor. Because <laughs> honestly, to me, modeling seems like the most boring thing ever. I've heard it is for people who've done it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like okay, just look up. Okay, now <laughs> stay like that for the next three hours. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> uh, clean shaven or facial hair? Clearly, uh, I like my <laughs> facial hair. I really oh, yeah. I've had facial hair since I was eighteen. Uh, yeah, I can't really do that. Uh, Frenchman background. <laughs> like I, I, I can, I can, I can grow the curly, weird Frenchman stash, but yeah, no thanks. Uh, let's see, slippers or barefoot? Barefoot. Gum or candy? Candy. <laughs> vampire or werewolf? Uh, being a big Lost Boys fan, I gotta go with vampires. Oh man. I don't know if the reboot's going to be good or should I be petrified about it? Because. Like, like everything else with reboots, you just gotta wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Some are good, some are, good, some are bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, reading or movies? Ooh, that's a tough one because I do like to read. Uh, but again, being a big movie buff, uh, yeah, I very lean towards movies. All right. Uh, burger or hot dog? Burger. Burger all the way. Yeah. Uh, pants or shorts? Lately, shorts. I'm not just because it's summer. It's just like I feel more comfortable wearing them. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, just like when I'm, if I'm home, I'm always wearing shorts. I don't know why. Yeah. It just is. All right. Uh, hero or villain? Ooh. Well, judging uh, if we're just going on, you know, the things that uh, I've been involved with, I'm gonna go with villain. Oh yeah, because. I you do play a very nice uh, dastardly villain. Yeah, yeah, I really do. <laughs> uh, and the number one, number ten uh, question question uh, for you. It's always the same. Toilet paper over or under? Ooh, Ooh I don't know. I just kind of wing it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're 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 probably one of the guys that just happy it's there. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know if I have an answer to that one. Yeah, I'm just. I just use it and I just, if it does the job, I'm good. Oh, yeah. 
No, because, uh, well, if you've, uh, you, I know some of the washrooms you've probably been in, so you're just probably happy it's there. <laughs> yes, totally happy. <laughs> uh, which one's probably the scariest one? I'd say Rock Pile, most likely. Oh, God, I don't think I've ever taken a dump at the Rock Pile. I'm oh, no, no. Confused. No, I just, I, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure, I think there was one show I went to the McDonald's that's not far from there mm-hmm. to use their washroom instead. Like, I, 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 I'm a guy who feels bad for using public washrooms when I'm not buying some. Like, she went there, I bought an apple, or two apple pies and then I went to use their washroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, um, I'm the guy, like, all right, I've worked in restaurants for 20 years before going to my current job. I always buy something on the way back out. I don't know why why it is, whether it's the Canadian manners thing, but just something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the the 17-year-olds working the till, they don't care. They're just like, eh, well. They're just like, eh, you're going in, you're going out. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be here, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just, well, if he comes up, we got to do stuff. If, if he doesn't, yeah, well. All right. Once again, thank you for coming on, Bill. It this was a uh, this was fun. We 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 got to set up a part well a part two at some 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 point. Yes, I absolutely like to talk about the good stuff that we're doing at uh, PWO. Uh, some of my experiences booking for Courage Pro. Oh yeah, I like to uh, touch on those things. Those are whole new experiences uh, that have really taught me a lot. And I'm just going to write those down. <laughs> <laughs> PWO and booking because. When I did Ethan's fight, I stayed away from booking as much as I humanly could. <laughs> from my experiences, you probably did the right thing. And we'll touch on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for for coming on, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for, for listening all the way through. I appreciate it. If you like the show, go like, rate, review, share share it on your uh, social media media stuff because everybody checks it out and i just want want the audience to get bigger and bigger and because more people listening means hey we all have more fun go check out Gilmy talks on facebook instagram and at Gilmy on twitter that's where you can follow my uh, socials because that's where they are <laughs> and once again, go check out my uh, sponsors, BatsInTheBelfryArt.com. Right now, she is taking commissions, so go check that out. Go check out Doing Fine Kitchens, my favorite place to eat in the city of London, Ontario, on the corner of Dundas and Adelaide, inside Dundas and Sons Brewery there. And go check out Solid Designs if you need any craft graphic work done, because you know what? It's He's an amazing artist. Go check him out. And guys... Just want to say sorry about putting this episode up a day late. My day went unexpected yesterday with just, you know, life. And, yeah, that's about it. I will talk to you guys in a few days. Going to be releasing two episodes this week. Going to put one out on uh, Friday. And it's all edited, ready to go. I'm just waiting for that particular day to uh, drop it. Talk to everybody later. Stay sane, have have fun, and if you're outside, wear wear the mask. Do do all the proper social distancing stuff. I need all the listeners I I, I can get, guys. Have a wonderful day.